Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, this morning, we're going to wrap up our series, Family Reunion, where we have been exploring God's Word and what it means for us as a community of Jesus followers at Holy Savior to, well, live as a family, as brothers and sisters in Christ, as we often hear in Scripture speaks to us that way, especially from the Apostle Paul. Family, you know, we're part of a family. To talk about family, especially summertime, I think about family road trips. You ever take a family road trip? You know, you get in the car and, and you just, you, you go. You know, on our family road trips, we planned these things out, a little vacation time, did this a number of years ago, and I learned that, you know, if I was really good, I would say, let's leave by, let's say, 9 o'clock. And if I knew, if I said 9 o'clock, then we might actually leave by 10 o'clock, maybe 10.30, you know, and this is one of the times where I think we left like, like 11 o'clock, you know? So, you know, you're already kind of frustrated, at least I am, because I have an idea of when I want to leave, because I have an idea of when I want to get there, because I want to get the driving done. But, you know, we hop in the car, driving down the road, we used to own this little Mazda minivan. It's kind of like a European-style minivan, so don't think, you know, like Dodge Caravan minivan, tiny minivan. Driving down the road, speeding down the road, you know, put the car in cruise control, a little bit of music, family's chilling, driving down the road, and suddenly you're... And, you know, what happened? is you begin to feel the car go like this, shaking around because the tire fell apart, and you're like, and you look in the rear mirror, and there's part of the tire going, and you, you, get, you finally get off to the side of the road, and you're a little bit shaking because you know it's an experience. Your car does something like that. You know, so much for being where you wanted to be on time, let alone already being late. So now you got to, you know, dig in the back of the van. you got to pull all the stuff out because, of course, that's where the spare tire is at. And you're pulling things out there to get to the spare tire. And, you know, there you are, stuck in a moment. You, you, you're frustrated. It, it, everyone's, you know, feelings are kind of tense, you know, because we were having fun. We were making our way to the cabin we were going to stay at. And now we've got this delay. We've got this tire, what's left of this tire, and we've got this donut. And they're sitting there trying to get this all taken care of. And suddenly this car pulls up behind us. Out pops this guy. I don't know this guy from squat. I don't even remember what his name was. But I remembered was his kindness. That he stopped because he saw us on the side of the road, this family, with all of our stuff strewn off to the side, pulling to pull off a tire and get a donut, a spare tire on. And, and, and asking nothing in return, stopping, not knowing us from anything, he just simply stopped. To do what? To help. To be, we sometimes call that a good Samaritan. And I wish I remembered this guy's name. I appreciate that he helped because it went a lot faster, you know, to have someone there to help just kind of, you know, together get the old tire off, you know, figure out what you're going to do with it and get the donut on so we can kind of get back on the road and make our journey towards where we're going to go. You know, today as we explore God's Word, we wrap this series of family reunion up, we're going to take a look at what it means for us to do good, to do good for others. And we capture that in the words of Paul from Galatians 6, verse 10, and let's read this together. Whenever we have the opportunity, we have to do what is good for everyone, especially for the family of believers. Whenever we have the opportunity... We are to do good. Some other translations say it this way. Seize every opportunity, every moment to do good for everyone, and especially for the family of believers. Every opportunity. 
Do how many of you have seized every opportunity to do good? How many of you, like me, you know, have driven down the road, saw somebody on the side of the road and said, got to go. I'm driving. Got to go somewhere. Not stopping. I mean, I think about the guy who stopped to help me, and yet I've driven by people before. I, have n- I did not seize that opportunity to do good. Yet, that's exactly what Paul is calling us to. And in this whole explanation that he has in Galatians of, of calling these believers to um, live in the grace and the love of God. And if you remember a little earlier in the series, he talked about the folks who were called the Judaizers. They were the, the Jewish people who began following Jesus. They believed he was the promised Messiah. But some of them wanted to add on to what Jesus had done. So yes, Jesus died for you. You've got to have faith. But... And Paul, you know, talks and challenges, you know, them from doing anything to add to the gospel. The gospel is Jesus died for your sins. Jesus did it all. He paid the price. And yet Paul says we've got to do good. As we do that, this is where we're going to land today. That we serve God by serving others. We serve God by serving others. We serve God because of how he served us. We serve God because he served us in his son, Jesus Christ. And God serves us with his grace, his mercy, and love, not because of anything that we have done. He didn't serve us because, you know, you know, we did something really good for somebody else. Or because we were pretty darn good, but not quite good enough. He served us even though we didn't deserve it. There's nothing we can do to earn that love, to earn that grace and that forgiveness. Paul writes about it this way in his letter to the church in Ephesus, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. We're going to take it verse by verse here. Verse 8, let's read together. God saved you through faith as an act of grace. You had nothing to do with it. Being saved is a gift from God. God saved you through faith as an act of grace. Now, grace, one of the ways that we've talked about explaining that here, grace is getting something you don't deserve. We don't deserve God's kindness. We don't deserve his love and his forgiveness. We don't deserve any of the promises that he gives to us in Jesus. We don't deserve it. If our sins had stranded us on the side of the road, you know, and God is zipping by, you know, and stops to help, he doesn't do that because, well, you know, we somehow earn that, or we have to somehow pay him back for that. He does it because of his kindness, because of his grace. We had nothing to do with it. Being saved is a what? It's a gift from God. God's gift to you, to me, to the whole world, to every human being that has ever lived and breathed. Verse 9, let's read together. It's not the result of anything you have done, so no one can brag about it. God has made us what we are. So as a result, again, nothing that we have done. It is something that God has given to us, so we have no room to brag. No room to boast. Paul, again, speaking to those who want to say, like, well, you know, of course God loves me because I'm at church today. Or, of course, God loves me because I helped this guy in this, you know, little Mazda minivan with his, looked all frazzled with his family out there trying to change his tire. No. I've got no room to brag because God did it all. Jesus did it all for us through his death on the cross. And Paul says, God made us what? We are. God made us his children in his grace. God made us his family as we are a family of believers. God made us those who are redeemed and loved. And then verse 10, let's read together. 
He has created us in Christ Jesus to live lives filled with good works that He has prepared for us to do. So He's created us in Christ Jesus. We are new people to live lives filled with good works. So we're living out to the grace, the good works that He's done for us on the cross. That we are to live lives filled with good works. Yet I know, again, like me, you probably, whether you somebody you passed by that was you had a flat tire that you didn't stop to help, you know, or, or some other situation where you did seize the opportunity to do good, yet that's who God has created us to do. That's who He's created us to be. That we are called to serve God by serving others. And, you know, as Jesus speaks to that, he speaks to this also in how we are to live in this grace and love. That is, you know, we live in this grace of love because Jesus has done this for us. Because he has done what we could not do for ourselves. We then serve God by serving others. And that begins, you know, as Paul talks about, within the family of believers. Now, sometimes I've heard preachers talk this verse and, and, and they say like, well, you know, it's all about us first. We don't have to care about them really because, you know, we've got to take care of ourselves. That, that's not the point Paul is getting to. The point Paul is getting to really flows back to the words that Jesus said to his disciples a few years before Paul wrote this letter. These words recorded in John 13. Let's read these words together. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. Everyone will know that you are my disciples because of your love for each other. So when we share that love with each other, when we are called to live in the love and grace that God gives to us, if we do that for each other, others will see that. And they take note of that. It's not so we can, you know, again, boast how good we are. But others say, wow, this is a place that really loves each other. This is a place of people that are there for each other. So, you know, again, driving down the road there, and I see Dale, who's got a flat tire, and I pull over to see Dale because I stop to see him. Well, I mean, one, because he's a nice guy, but, you know, he's a brother in Christ. And I do that good work. I do that good deed because, you know, I want to share that love that God has shared with us. But it also means that if Dale and I are driving down the road and we see somebody we don't know that, and I don't know why I'm stuck on this whole tire thing, you know, um, I hope it's not a sign of things to come. Oh, I don't want to do that again. Uh, you know, they, they, we see somebody that, that they've got a, you know, a car and the tires all, all over everywhere is in a young family and things are scattered trying to get things settled and get back on the road again, that we stop even though we don't know them. Because, it's, again, it's us expressing God's love to the community that we live in, to the people that we interact with, people that we know and people that we don't know. Whether people believe and act like we believe and act, whether they think the same that we think or that they think differently than we think, whether we know them really well and we call them a brother or sister in Christ or whether they are a complete stranger. Jesus even gets into that in Luke's gospel when someone says, well, who is my neighbor? And he goes on to tell the story of the good Samaritan. The one who stopped when everyone else walked by to help a man that was beaten and left for dead and showed him grace, love, and kindness. That we love as we have been loved. And that we serve God by serving others. We serve God by serving others. God does not need our goodness. He doesn't need us to do these good works. In fact, Martin Luther captured this in some of his writings Many centuries ago, about 500 years ago, Martin Luther, if you know who Martin Luther is, German monk, he says, God does not need our good works, but our neighbor does. God doesn't need it. We don't have to do good things for God. God has everything he needs because God is who? God, right? 
And, and, and Paul he writes to us, says, we can't do enough good works to earn God's love. God loves us because God is God. But God calls us to do good works for our neighbor. And our neighbor, again, is anyone, everyone. Whether they are people within the household of this family of faith here at Holy Savior, whether you're somebody that lives in our neighborhood, somebody we work with, we go to school with, somebody we, we watch ball games, you know, on a hot summer day where our kids are playing ball, somebody who's a complete stranger, stranded on the side of the road. Whatever the situation is, we are called to seize every opportunity to do good. See, we serve God by serving others. So when Paul writes these words to us, don't grow weary of doing good. Seize those opportunities to do good for everyone, especially for the family believers, because if we can't do it here, how do we expect to do it outside the walls of the church? To serve God by serving others. So here's the challenge we have as we go into this new week, as we wrap up this month. Identify one way you can do good for someone this week. And maybe it's somebody, you know, here in our family of believers. Maybe it's somebody in your neighborhood or, or somebody you work with. Maybe it's a complete stranger. Maybe already you've gotten an idea of, I know how I can do good. And if I hear this and if I want to live this out, I'm going to seize this opportunity. And it's a prayer, maybe even Holy Spirit, help me to seize this opportunity to do good. And if you don't have an idea right now, because if you're like me right now, I, I don't have an idea. Sorry. I wish I could give you one. But, you know, if I run into it, that's the thing is that the Holy Spirit would help me to seize an opportunity, to see that opportunity, not to make any excuses, but to do good. Just like, like the guy many years ago who I forgot his name, pulled over and helped a frazzled father, you know, get the tire switched around so he could get back on the road. That even those little opportunities to do good is an opportunity to share God's goodness, his grace, and his love. Let's pray. Father God, we give you thanks and praise for the great gift of your love, for the goodness that you show to us again and again, a goodness that we do not deserve, but a goodness you give to us freely in your Son, Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we pray that you'd help us to do good things for one another, Lord, especially for our family of faith here at Holy Savior. But Lord, as a family of faith, that you'd also send us beyond the walls of our church into the community that we live that we would show the goodness of God by the good things that we would do. That we show the love of God by the love that we share with others. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening. Until next time.